Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We're going to discuss God's Will, Part 3, the Dissolve episode. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. We're going to break down the episode so you can help people who've been hurt by this topic. I'm Pastor Jonathan here with Pastor Joel. Hey, Pastor Joel. Hey, Pastor Jonathan. That was snappy. That yeah. felt that felt, felt like that snappy. Ep- episode was rolling really <clears throat> yeah. quickly. Uh, what are what are your initial thoughts on the episode? It is different. It is different. I don't. <laughs> I I still need a lot. Like this this just shows me how how much greater God's ways are than ours. But I do have some stuff I'd like to kind of break down a little more to our leaders. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. So a friend of a friend, Dr. Russell Acoff, he wrote 35 books, big writer, but he's best known for a book he wrote in 1978 called The Art of Problem Solving. So he shares his, I'm going to share a couple of things. The first one is, this is from 40 years ago. He shares his perspective on alcoholism. And his perspective on crime. It gives some more insight into the ways of man versus how these things ought to be handled. Nice. So he says, look at how alcoholism is treated. We would say how it's approached, right? Mm -hmm. It's usually treated as a problem to be removed rather than as the alcoholic's solution to a serious personal problem or we would say some deeper intangible cause within that person. No wonder that when his solution, the alcohol, is denied him, he often returns to it as soon as he can or develops other solutions that are equally damaging. In other words, how many times does somebody who has an addiction remove an addiction by just trading it for a different addiction? Totally. The alcoholic's original problem is usually left unsolved when he is denied alcohol or is induced to abstain from drinking. This reminds me of a story you and I love telling about a friend of ours from Michigan when we went. Yeah. Brought the Michigan guys through the restoration process. So pitch to the restoration process. It really shows a lot of what we're teaching. If everything we're teaching in there is doctrine based which would be dissolve, the dissolve approach. So where we do it with restoration, it's we take a step back from whatever, from what the people that we're interacting with, we take a step back and we teach doctrine and thought process. And it's true, regardless of the people we're interacting with, regardless of the problems they have. So this one man from Michigan got mad at you, Pastor Jonathan. (laughs) When he stopped doing drugs, when we didn't even know he was doing drugs. Right. So what we did, the restoration process deals specifically with the animal thought process, which is where addictions reside. And what we're doing is we're just helping all the men understand how their brains work, how to overcome any addiction without ever specifically bringing up any addiction any of these men may or may not have had. This man's addiction was dissolved 
it went away because the intangible cause to his drug use was addressed. And one of the cool reasons that we know it was dissolved is we never knew it was there in the first place. And he gets mad because this issue is gone and he just doesn't know why it's because in his head, he's never solved a problem like this before. Yeah. This isn't how you solve problems. You solve problems by talking about, well, why do you drink? How much do you drink? You need to stop drinking. And and Russell Acoff's point is that's all addressing the effect. The alcohol is the effect. Right. It's the solution. Drinking is the solution. The drugs were a solution. So Dr. Acoff is essentially saying alcohol is is a really good example of how we have failed at treating this the right way because no one is recognizing. No one seems to recognize or be addressing. Well, why is the person drinking in the first place? Mm. Here's another one I I love talking about. And I think this one will get right at the heart of uh, a big passion of yours right now, Pastor Jonathan. And this is Dr. Acoff's addressing of crime. He says, problem solving is often directed at the removal of symptoms rather than causes. Uh This is particularly true where society is involved. For example, we define crime as a social problem. And we attempt to solve it by removing the criminal from society. However, crime continues to rise and the mounting evidence shows that prisons make convicts more likely to commit further crimes when they're out of prison. Yep. Thus, it is increasingly apparent that crime is a symptom, not a disease, and that we have not been treating its causes adequately. In fact, the treatment that is given is widely recognized as a major cause of the problem continuing to grow worse. Just prison, right? Yeah. Yeah. So here's something we've learned after learning about the thought process is every male in prison is in prison because they responded poorly to a negative stimulus that they were approached with in some way. What's the dissolve to this? It's definitely not lock them up in prison. It makes things worse. Uh -uh. Helping males become men. Dude. Would reduce crime and lower prison populations without ever having to bring up crime or prison at all. Totally. You want to talk about one of the greatest prison ministries that there's a potential for? You go into prisons and teach these prisoners how to become men you want to know how to prevent crime how about let's start teaching boys how to be men before they become men or before they grow to the point where they can do enough destruction to be thrown in prison for their crimes which is what israel did right 12 12 year old boys yeah yep start treating them like men 12 to 15 let's help you figure out how to be a man yep so that's some great stuff. I just wanted, you know, the, these are some great examples. We could have went hog wild with them, but I wanted to give Dr. Acoff some credit there. A lot of the, um, a lot of what you and I have been taught from our mentors and wise counsel have learned a lot from Dr. Acoff and, and uh, yeah, 
credit's infinite. I want to give as much credit where credit is due. Yeah. And really, I think he's putting words to the, what we see in the Bible. So, yeah. so the truth or the doctrine was always there. However, he put words to it. He gave yeah. a name for it. That really, that really makes sense. Yeah. In ways that we can relate to today, which again is what, when you get to dissolve or the doctrine, it becomes obvious. And that's how, when we are able to read the Bible the right way and apply it the right way is the key to it being, you know, we talk about it being the living word. That's why it's alive today. It's because of the doctrine, the truth within it, these dissolve methods that are within the scriptures that are how we can apply these lessons to our lives in the 21st century. So what are the other ways that we can approach problems? What are the, what are the other, you know, strategies for addressing the things that we see? So there's four ways total. Okay. There's absolve, which that means you ignore the problem. Maybe it'll go away. What we saw in the what the flock episode is that this was the loose perspective. Was that only in the last episode? Or was that in every episode? Hmm. Hmm. Then there's resolve. This is treat the symptoms, treat the effects. What Dr. Akoff was saying, what Tater said, what he used to do, reward and punishment. That's how you treat an animal. That's resolve. You treat the symptoms, put a Band-Aid on it. It'll go away. Yeah. Punishment, reward. Yep. So ringing, ringing the bell and getting the dog salivating or yeah. spankings or mm -hmm. all of that. It's, it's, it's animal training. It's reward and punishment. Right. It's shroot, shroot box. Shroot box. <laughs> now I get it. Aha. Uh -huh. <laughs> then there's solve. This is treat the causes, the tangible causes. This is the strict side. Do this list of rules or avoid this list of don'ts. This is put effort. This is the law. And this is the, the law of unintended consequences comes here. We can get to the intangible causes and that's dissolved. You solve it in a way that the causes go away. They're gone. That's what we call it dissolve. Hmm. They've dissolved. They don't exist anymore. Hmm. So if you saw solve, treat the causes, the, the strict side of the argument. The dissolve is the ultimate answer. So if you look at it, absolves the loose side, resolve is the tater perspective, whether it was what he believed early on in season one or what he continues to share with us today. Oh, man, that's baller. It's we're always seeing the resolve from him. Wow. And thanks to his vulnerability, he continues to share what he used to believe so that we can still learn from him. Wow. The solve go. approach is always the strict side and the dissolve is always the ultimate answer. Oh, we've been talking about these four approaches in every episode we've done. That is banging.
again, why everybody should be listening all the way back to season one before yeah. they listened to the God's Will series. Man, start it over. Yeah. Wow. Well, ignore it. Let me just, I'm, I'm, letting, I'm letting this sink in here. You ignore something, you're a loose side. No, it's don't, don't worry. We can't understand. Yeah. So you just, or ignore. salvation. Oh, I'm good. I, I'm good. I said the prayer. I, I don't have any to worry about so, anything. Yeah. Anymore. It's you're just ignoring it. You're absolving it. Whatever the problem is, don't worry about it. It's good to just God's ask. Love. Yeah. It's good to ask questions. Yep. Man, resolve treating the symptoms. You know, tater reward was, tater. Yeah. Tater. That's all the, all the traditional stuff where it's yeah. like, if you don't get in line, Pastor Richard, you're going to get the boot. That's what he learned growing yeah. up in the church, right? Yep. Do these things or you're fired. He literally yeah. shared that today. It was, you know, in the earlier episode, he's afraid that he was going to get punished by a senior pastor. And that fear is what led him. That fear of a punishment is what led him to not defending his teenage son. Hmm. And, and then the strict said, it's, it's yeah. always effort, right? It's always a effort. list. It's always appearance. It's all, do these do things this, to this, look this, this way. Yeah. It's just, you're managing everything. Yeah. And it just becomes harder and harder. So another good example of this is, you know, God gives the 10 commandments. And then what do the Pharisees and the, the lawyers of the day do is they create all these other laws to follow so that you don't break the original 10 commandments. Right. Don't drink, don't smoke, you know, yep. drinking, smoking could, could all be, you know, if, if you don't do this, you know, if smoking is your way to deal with stress or drinking alcohol is your way of dealing with stress. Now you've lost your way of dealing with stress and it's going to come out all these other ways. Right. You're going to have yep. three so don't drink. Let's go to Aikoff's, you know, don't drink anymore. Muscle your way into not drinking anymore. It's going to last. Eventually it's going to, you're going to wear yourself out. And that's why people are just, they say they're, they spend their whole lives going, I am an alcoholic. Right. They identify with the addiction. Yep. Because they can never drink again because they right. never actually dissolve the cause of their drinking to begin with. Right. And Man. dissolve is always a conjunctive. It's always, it's always a truth. It's always yeah. a doctrine. It's always our ultimate answer. Yep. And what we're literally saying a lot of times, it's especially early on in those episodes in season one, especially the limitation was always for the benefit of someone else. Huh? For the yep. benefit of others. Right. Huh? Like fill in the blank for whatever that word is. So that's a dissolve. You can do this thing if it benefits someone else. Yeah, if it's love. Yeah. If it leads someone else. Yeah, yep. man. So uh, can you give us an overview of the topic again, strict and loose perspective? Yeah, the strict is logically try to just effort your way into a solution. And the, the loose is just ignore it. Wow. It's solve and absolve. Solve and absolve. Well, let's play the connected doctrine game then. Moving on, connecting the doctrine. How would you connect God's will part three dissolve to the God's will? 
so God's will is how he accomplishes his plan. And what we just saw is dissolve is how he approaches everything. We use problems a lot throughout the episodes because it's the most evident manifestation of dissolve. Mm. But it is every he approaches everything this way, including his plan. So if you are doing things according to dissolve, a a way that you could say something or a way that you could look at something is if you are taking direction from God, how are you? So you have this problem in your life, this issue. How are you walking towards the Red Sea? (laughs) Which is essentially going the opposite direction of the way that you think this is going to work. Right. Yeah, it's it sh- it should immediately. That's why it's the what oh response, huh? Doesn't immediately make sense. Yeah. Afterwards, after the Red Sea, we're like, oh yeah, that was genius. Yeah, and I can give you know the the whole dissolve approach and the whole what oh experience is is what I'm experiencing right now with with the music stuff that's going on. You know, releasing new music and going where is it? Where is this coming from? Well, it's coming from my heart as a as a pastor for people. That's the perspective that this music is coming from. Well, God goes, hey, you know, I know how to help him make more music. We need to help this musician become a pastor. And you go, huh? What? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. It is. It's like, well, how, how we help this guy become a shepherd and that will bring out more of who he is that will give him, you know, through that heart is where this music gets unlocked to reach the people and care for people. So you didn't take a masterclass on songwriting and practice your drums and guitar playing <laughs> no. more and more and more over time. No, I didn't. Cause that's what makes sense to do. That is what makes sense to do. In fact, I feel sometimes I feel bad for not doing more of that, but you're not only writing new music but it's the best music you've ever written yeah and it's go it, and it seemed to be because i had people along the journey going dude what are you doing why are you involved with the church like it's such a mess yeah. it's such a bad you know and and plus it's not it's not concerts it's not you're you're not doing music you're doing less music or seemingly less music yeah but it's a it's dissolved. It feels that like was, it's dissolving. Yeah. I agree. That's a really good example. And you helped me with one of the great examples of my life is I worked at Starbucks for years, a decade. Yeah, buddy. And it's kind of like there there was this time where I'm like, I have my plan is to be able to get out of here because I want to be able to just focus on pastoring the church. And for a few years i tried getting out of there and it the the extra unintended consequences were frustration that was the big one like just being drained going into work and just not not living with the joy that i could have been if i was taking direction from god so the approach you gave me that god had given you was for me to 
focus more on the people at Starbucks and not less. <laughs> and when I did that, I wasn't trying to get out of there anymore. Right. Yeah. And then when it happened, I was surprised. I remember when I was able to quit being like, wait, what? And then for like six months, I said to you, when do you work at Starbucks this week? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Feeling, I still feeling, smile like I am right now. I know. Feeling I like, you, oh yeah, when, when, when do I have to go back to Starbucks? Yeah, that was a big win, but that was the opposite. You want to get out of Starbucks, do a better job caring for these people. Right. Get, do so good at, at, do so well at your job that yeah. your store manager says, I want to promote you. Or the district yeah, that's, manager a, goes, yeah. hey, do you, would you like to be a store manager? I had a meeting with my district manager like a week before I found out I was able to quit. Dude. It happened. It, it now it seems like it all happened so fast. But during those three years when I was efforting my way into getting out of that place was just a drain. Just a drain. Yeah. And you know, when you have a job that's draining, it's not only draining for the 40 hours a week that you're there. Oh man. All the hours you're thinking about not wanting to go into work. Ugh. That's a full-time job in and of itself. Hating my job is a full-time job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Hating my job is a full-time oh. job. Is that the first? I've, that's the first time I've heard that. Is, is, that, is that original? That's yeah, original. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've done that twice now. Hating your job? No, said something original. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first thing? Do you remember? I think it was the... Ecclesiastes, nothing new under the sun. Oh, under yeah, I said the under sun. the sun. Oh, yeah. Hey, there you go. That's solve and dissolve. It is. Solomon is trying to solve the problem of nothing new under the sun. Tangible causes. That's he wasn't great. looking at the dissolve, the intangible above the sun. And it comes back full circle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. So good. Okay. Uh, the three categories of, of what you see in the church, Pastor Joel, related to people's self-esteem. All right. So there's the low self-esteem people are, I mean, really things are just getting worse for their lives because they, they do tend to be ignoring problems. Mm -hmm. And even these people are either, they're either going to be ignoring problems or treating, treating the symptoms, right? We see low self-esteem is going to, tend to be in that absolve resolve area. Correct. That makes sense. Mid self-esteem is going to be problem solvers. And they're just trying to do something to fix their lives, but they're not taking the synthesis approach. They're not taking that backward step. They're just charging in to whatever it is they're doing, which I guess is in, in the short term, it's limiting some of the damage that's created by just letting problems fester. But unfortunately, you never get real peace over these issues that you're trying to deal with because every time you try to solve a problem, all these other all these other effects and problems are created. So that's this mid-self-esteem people is 
at least they know enough to they need to start taking some responsibility, but how they're doing it is still making for a long-term disaster, which hopefully leads these people to breaking and realizing their next step after gaining control of their life is to give up control. And that's where eventually you can get to high self-esteem. You give up control, allow the Holy Spirit to work through you. And that's the that's the way you have this high level of confidence in the person that he created you to be. And it's really just a person who's focused more on how God solves problems. You see a high self-esteem person at the dissolve. And they tend to be a person who at first glance is doing things just kind of, their first step is always just a little different from what you're, what you would think you should be doing. It's like, Oh man, I, I wouldn't have done it that way, but look, mm -hmm. but then the result is, Oh man, well, I should have done it that way. Mm. Nice. So finally, once more, can you remind us of the ultimate answer? The ultimate answer to approaching anything is dissolve. Focus on the intangible causes. Yes. And the way to get there, focusing on the intangible causes is what we call synthesis thinking. Yes. You have to be, you have to work on being contrastive, which is, you know, how am I wrong? How can I see the opposite perspective that I hold? How yeah, can I that's come why up I, with an argument for that? Yep. Like, and backing up, backing up, backing up. Yep. Yeah. Which goes into that really the ultimate answer is right in line with the tips that we gave for applying this topic, contrastive thinking. And then instead of when you see a problem, instead of immediately addressing the effects of that problem, take a step back and ask, why did this happen? That would be helping. And that's that's really what makes up the mentality of the dissolve approach. Amazing. And this is Jehovah's approach. This is Jesus's approach. This is yeah. the wisdom of God through people. And that's where it's, you know, Solomon says, when Solomon says, give me a sword to cut the baby in half, everyone marveled because he had the wisdom of God. Yeah. So, yep. We have this, we have, do we have access to this? Yeah, this is like council meeting stuff, right? So we can invite Jehovah in on how we approach anything and he'll give us the dissolve approach. Amazing. Job is not going to influence us to do things the way we would do them. No. Else we, we wouldn't need them. Yeah. And we wouldn't have, you, you and I wouldn't be having this experience that we've had of just this, this so much joy coming out of the music for me and, and pastoring from you. I mean, yeah. it's still, it still is, uh, takes some effort and there is some there's a lot of tension associated with it, but the fact that we get to do it in the right way is massively rewarding. Yeah. Our lives keep getting better. The more we embrace God's will with whatever it is we're approaching in life. Amazing. Well, thank you, Pastor Joel. Thank you to everyone who's listening. This has been the music of life church podcast. If you have any questions or comments, or you'd like to hear a certain topic, please let us know. We'll see you next time.